0: Welcome to the Authority Podcast. My guest today is Yusuke Anui. Yusuke was born in Japan. He started his first e-commerce business on a whim at the age of 15. And this was before the days of AdWords and the modern internet, as we know. He also has degrees in genetics and biochemistry from Waikato University. And now is the, uh, do you call yourself a CEO or director? You're the founder of Unleashing Potential. Yeah, I just think I'm a... I'm a helper, really. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm the, I'm the director. Yeah, chief, chief bottle washer. Fantastic. Yeah. Welcome to the Authority Podcast. Thank you. I came from the mud. There's on my hands. You. you were born in Japan. How long were you in Japan before you migrated? Um, when I was five years old, from Japan to Whangarei. Your mum and your dad are Japanese, or your how does that how does that oh, work? Oh,
1: my my father was Japanese. Yeah, mum's a kiwi from um, Waipu. Okay, uh, And they met in Spain, actually, when they were young, traveling around. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, my mother lived, ended up living in Japan for about 12 years with my father and then had some
0: kids, and then they decided to move over, back over here. Okay. So, so she must have been, um, I, you know, I mean, coming from Waipu up north, there's not too many people that will travel around Spain and all, all the rest of it. Her interest uh, as a young woman, like, was she entrepreneurial herself? Um, I wouldn't say in terms of, she wasn't, I think, business <laughs> entrepreneurial, but but
1: she was obviously a bit of an explorer. Yeah. And, and travelled a lot of areas around, around the world. And your father, he was travelling, or was he over there for, in Spain for work, or...? Um, both of them actually went and ended up in Spain, I believe, to go to art school in Barcelona. Oh, so, wow. Uh, yeah, my father
0: as well traveled a lot, lot of the world and they met each other in Barcelona. It, so- it sounds so yeah. uh, romantic. <laughs> art school <laughs> in uh, Barcelona. Amazing. What was your childhood like? Where did the seeds of entrepreneurship start to sprout? Good question. Um, to be honest, I'm not really sure. I
1: did notice, obviously, a big difference between Japan and 1990 and whangarei in 1990 in terms of technology and city life and all that sort of stuff i suppose it wasn't really until i was you know in my teenage years that that i really thought about being entrepreneurial or getting involved in business you were just kind of like a regular kid yeah
0: did you speak english or japanese growing yeah, up when, like,
1: when i first moved over here i didn't speak any english Wow! I seriously, remember yeah. my first week or so very vividly in primary school where I didn't couldn't communicate with anyone. So you know, at five years old, I was booted off to primary school in
0: Whangarei. and could not speak the language. Not a word of English, no. Wow! So, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's quite amazing. Do you remember any fears or anything from there? Like, oh, gee, I'm going to learn this really quick because I feel out of place. What sort of? I definitely you know? felt out of place.
1: Yeah, um, and I probably felt that actually most of my life because you kind of sit between two different countries and cultures and nationalities really Um, but yeah I've got some very vivid memories of first week in primary school but not negative as such just very very vivid I think because it was so alien
0: yeah sort of ingrained and yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. okay so influences growing up were there other than your parents were there key figures like um, key teachers coaches or anything like that that influenced you as either a, a child or a teenager Oh, I mean, definitely,
1: I think, you know, every, everyone that you interact with influences you in certain ways. In regards to entrepreneurialism or business, I don't quite know. I think maybe one of my uncles, um, or both my uncles were, were in business, but one down here had a pharmacy that I used to work for during my school holidays. So, it, maybe, so maybe, in uh, Auckland? In Auckland, yeah. Okay. yeah so I travelled down <clears throat> during school holidays and worked for him. So maybe I picked something up along, along the yeah. way there. okay. Um, I we had we had also a neighbour growing up. more than one neighbour that owned their own businesses. So I suppose just growing up, the people around me had their own small businesses. Mm. Yeah.
0: If you didn't know anyone that didn't that own their own business, then I imagine your world would be oh, okay. So everyone works. Your mind starts to expand. you think thinking, why well, are they in their business? They're in their business. Maybe that's uh, planted subliminally. Mm. How old were you? when, you say you were 15 when you started your first e-commerce business, yep. Yep. were you 14 when you were sort of planting the seeds for that or was it, did it all happen within a couple of weeks and you thought, hey, I'm 15, Am I'm i going to do this? Yeah, I think, like, it, I
1: can't remember the exact time frame, but it was a pretty short time frame. I learned HTML code in my computer science um, classroom at, at at my high school. And, um, and
0: which which high school?
1: Karma High School. Kamen, yeah. yeah, I went to all the Karma schools. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And we had a family friend that was importing a health product and selling it in health food shops. And he didn't, his business didn't have a website. I don't think he really considered ever probably having one or anything. It wasn't really a thing back, back in those days. Yep. Um, so I asked him if I could create a website. And he kind of said, yeah, sure, why not? Okay. And sort of sold it to me at
0: a wholesale rate. And then... I don't know, within a few weeks, it was, the website was doing pretty well. And so, okay, <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. And so you were directing traffic to yeah, the well, website? To like- be perfectly honest, I didn't know what I was doing. Okay. You know, I was pretty pretty naive.
1: Yeah. I just made a website and plonked it up online. And, yeah. Um, I remember staying up quite late, you know, quite, quite late a few nights to try and get it finished and talking with a hosting company to host it and, you know, getting all that stuff done. Um, and I just, to be honest, I probably a little bit of luck. Yeah. It wasn't my favour, you know, it was fairly new, no one else was selling this particular supplement.
0: Um, yeah, did alright. Do you remember, you know, the feeling back then when you were getting things live and you were selling, what sort of feeling was that giving you? Were you like 100% engaged and, and wow, I love this, like, did, was there a moment where the switch flicked and you thought, I want to do this? To be honest, not really. Um, I was probably pretty
1: um, arrogant. I kind of thought, well, of course it's making money, that's what it should be doing. You know, Ah. I my first experience in a a business or something that would make money, and I just kind of thought that that was 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 expected, and if you did that, it would
0: just flow like that. So it was just a it was just a given in your mind, yeah. Okay, yeah. From there, so you graduated high school and you went to university in the Waikato.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you know, I I didn't really think of the online world or e-commerce being a career path, I suppose. Um, I wanted to do um, research science, so that's why I ended up studying it. But I had this e-commerce business um, at, that was there, um, and when I went to uni I started more e-commerce businesses, and I think that's when um, I started to get much more um, experience and knowledge around um, online-based businesses
0: and businesses in, in, in general. So, so uh, can you paint a picture for me? Sure. So, you're <clears throat> so you're in Waikato University. You you were flatting with students or in a dorm. I ended or? up buying my own house at seventeen. Um, Hang on, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing what comes out in these uh, <laughs> interviews, mate. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So so okay. Tell I me made a decision story. to go down to Waikato. Yeah. Um, and
1: the dorms on my mind were far too expensive. Yeah. And I'd made a lot of bit of money from um, from this, this business. And you got to remember, house prices were way cheaper back, back then too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, ended up buying a fairly large house, six, six bedrooms, and wow. um, filled it up with other mates that were going to uni there as well,
0: and they all paid, paid some rent. And it, so that covered the mortgage and...? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so that, that was you for sort of four years or...? Yeah. So I started
1: other um, e-commerce businesses. Um, one in particular did really, really badly. And it was really, that was I think the catalyst for me to try and find out, well, why did this business that was a given, that I'd set up and was just making sales, um, and then the second one I set up just wasn't. And so I started learning much more about, uh, back in those days, um, search engine optimization as a way to bring traffic to your, web, your web yeah. website, website design and correct sort of sales copywriting
0: and all those kind of things. So it was the it was the the problem that made you dive deeper yeah, and find out. Was. Hey, this this isn't working. That's weird because yeah. this one is, yeah. and that's what almost uh, fueled your interest and increase yeah. your interest in that definitely. side of things. Thanks. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I started to while I was still studying at uni, I started to build a suppose um, a, a small reputation for myself, and other businesses were then getting my help. To help, you know, so I would help, was helping them around there online space which back in the day was still really quiet in its infancy yeah yeah most businesses small businesses didn't have websites back back in those days
0: so what year what year are we talking uh, we're talking very early um 2000s okay yeah okay so you graduate yep and you pivot like you think okay i'm not going to go and work for this research company i'm gonna i had a couple of stints in the science game um
1: and i could Although I love science itself, I really quickly realised that um, it wouldn't meet my financial aspirations in life, and sort of I had this side gig of of helping other businesses with their online stuff, Um, and so I made the the decision to jump into that, and then came up to Auckland, really.
0: And so... You would have been, uh, what, 23 or 24 when you moved to Auckland? And... Yeah, I would have been 22, 23, something like that. Okay, yep. moved to Auckland, and you started Unleashing Potential then? or Not quite. I um, joined <coughs>
1: another company here first, and I was with them for three or four years, and then I started Unleashing Potential. Okay.
0: Yeah. So how would you describe what you do?
1: That's a good question. Um, I suppose at the end of the day, we... We really help um, business owners nut out how to generate sales or sales leads, sales inquiries um, from their digital marketing. So that's that's kind of that, that's, that's, that's the, the core, of, and the core of what what we do. Yeah. And how we go about that will depend on the client and their life. The numerous different yeah, numerous ways. different
0: different factors there. Were there other times in your life, either personal or professionally, where you thought, "Gee"? This just isn't going well, you know. And what did you learn from that? It's probably a whole heap.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've, I've set up little side businesses here and there over over the years. Some some do okay, others don't. And you always learn from from that experience as well. Positive experiences and you know perceived negative experiences to figure out what you could have done better in the yeah. time
0: or where it went wrong. Is that part, do you think, of your of your makeup, your personality, your DNA, where you, you'll you look at a situation and you'll break it down analytically? Like, are you naturally yeah, I, a... I kind of yeah. think
1: so. And I think, I, I kind of <coughs> believe that, that that's a little bit, I suppose, unique in our space. So marketing's generally taken up by a lot of creative pe- people. Sure, yeah. And um, I think I have a very science-based, analytical approach
0: to marketing, very processed. Numbers, and data. Yeah. data based approach, yeah. Yeah, okay. As far as optimizing goes, and what I'm talking about now is optimizing yourself. Like do you do you meditate? Do you have a morning routine? Like, you know, how do you keep yourself um, sane? You know, do you work out, do you have the gym? What works for you? Um, I do work and kind of go to the gym every now and then as much as I can, but I don't know whether
1: that keeps me sane or not. I just get on with it, I think. Yeah. I just focus on the tasks ahead maybe the science the, the analytical side yeah but you just take the
0: bigger project break it down into little tasks and focus on those tasks focus, yeah. yeah is there any kind of philosophy or a, a kind of a mindset style that you follow to keep yourself in a peak performance state or anything like that I'm always looking at the positive, I suppose. Um, when you come up with challenges,
1: then you know again breaking that challenge down into what is the actual challenge, and then what are the, the, the
0: tasks that you need to do to overcome that challenge, and then just getting on with it. Okay, yeah. so it's just getting getting in the trenches, getting it done. Yeah, cool.
1: I have one question: Why did you start unleashing potential, and what sets it apart from other digital strategists? Why did I start unleashing potential? Um, I suppose. Definitely a part of it was that, you know, I'd made this decision to sort of in science and had made this decision to go from science to, you know, this little side hustle that I was doing. Um, One aspect of that was purely just a selfish aspect, you know, to to further my lifestyle and everything else. So, Mm -hmm. and I saw a gap in the market where, you know, more and more businesses were were needing assistance and help and understanding in um, digital marketing, so that's why that was one reason. Um, the other reason was I also saw that a lot of other players in this market, in my opinion, were advising clients doing stuff really, really poorly. Um, and so I thought that we had a you know, really good point of difference in terms of the way that I do things, the way I think about things, the way I you know uh, interact with our clients. Um, I think our main thing that makes us really different is that I understand what's important to a business owner. Mm. See, what's what I explain to most business owners is, you know, what's the result of an adword campaign? What are you wanting to achieve? And of course, every business owner, if really, if you really boil it down, they're wanting an increase in sales. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. But the technical result of a Google Ad campaign is how many clicks on your ad. Right. Right, it's not the same result. Yeah, yeah, it's not the conversion it's, rate of the landing it, page. Yeah. It, what you're hoping <laughs> is that more clicks on your ad will result in more sales. Uh-huh. And so I think a lot of our competition focus around, you know, oh look how many clicks that you got. Yeah. What do you do? You know. But if that's not resulting in sales for the for the business owner, then the business owner's going, well, that's not the result that I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, I think what makes us quite different is that we really look look much more. Like, I don't like the word holistically, but you yeah. know that kind of view is that we look at, well, what's the strategy here behind attracting the potential customers to them, then the campaign around getting clerks, but then are those, are those people then converting into an inquiry? Is the business then doing enough what they should be doing to convert those inquiries into sales? Yeah. Are those sales worth the spend that they put on them in their marketing?
0: What's the return on investment on that? So, so you're looking at the whole strategy we well, yeah. Yeah. yeah what's your process behind that like do you whiteboard it out or do you use say Google uh, draw I.O. I really enjoy working with clients that want to
1: really engage on that level and it takes a few sessions to actually start teasing out from the business owner exactly what is going on yeah um, so yeah we whiteboard it out yeah and then, then, then look at the whole process um, in terms of what a potential customer actually has to go through yeah to end up being an actual customer for yeah. the um, business, and then obviously on the side of that, beyond that, then what's the value of that customer? Yeah, because often not just the initial sale which the customer has entered through that process with you as a business, then then convert that client into a really good value client. Yeah, Re- repeat business, referrals, et cetera, lifetime et cetera, et cetera. value, lifetime value. Yeah, because that's where the really good ROI comes comes from in any yeah. marketing campaign.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's sort of you're no longer spending marketing dollars to get them. You've got them, and yeah. as long as they're nurtured, then yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. sort of go through that whole process with the
1: the um, client. Obviously, something like a Google ad Google ad campaign is kind of like a key catalyst to make that happen. Mm. But but I I kind of believe that anyone in my position advising a business owner to to make a good return on their investment has to look at the whole process. Yeah. And yeah. Like That whole segment of their own business.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's great great answer okay, thank you producer Ray <laughs> so what we what we try and do with uh, each Authority podcast session is just add value to our, our audience as yep. much as we can a couple of tips or, or you know things they can do yeah. that are going to help them in their digital marketing journey could you share some gold nuggets yeah with I mean us? there's
1: a whole bunch but <laughs> I think the, the biggest thing right now Um, is if you're running an AdWord campaign, a Google Ads campaign, or a search engine optimization campaign, the biggest thing that you can do as the business owner, which um, the agency or the consultant like us doesn't have much power to do, is uh, firstly set up a Google My Business account for your business, Um, but then more importantly than that then is to ask your happy customers to place good reviews on that account. No, that goes along goes a long way to adding a, you know, a big difference in results to a Google Ad campaign
0: or an SEO campaign. So it actually helps even with the with the paid AdWords? Yeah, it does. With, yeah. yeah, Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Any other?
1: Any other tips? Any, any? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is more so when it comes to say like a social ad campaign or a Google Ad campaign. Okay. One of the biggest mistakes, in my opinion, I see others doing whether they're doing it themselves or with other agencies. Yeah is that the budget that you have as a, as a small business, um, in reality, is most likely gonna be a small budget. Okay. You know, and from the perspective of trying to advertise your business to a really big audience. Yeah. So, but all of us being entrepreneurial and wanna go conquer the world, you know, we'll, we'll put, you know, we wanna get customers from Auckland wide or New Zealand wide, and what ends up happening is that your budget gets spread too thinly. So my tip is to really understand your target audience and to really understand the geographical areas that those target audience live in or reside in or are searching from, and then restrict your budget.
0: Right. To to that. To, to that target. So yeah. you're talking, uh, to, and, and you know, tell me, obviously, if I'm right or wrong here, you're talking not only getting down to the demographics, but the psychographics as well. You can, yeah. Whatever you can select for within yeah. within whatever
1: medium that you're advertising on that on that particular platform, whether it be Facebook or or, or Google. Um, the analogy I kind of use is that we, I think uh, people tend to think, well, if I cast my net over a really wide area, I'm going to catch more fish. Okay. But the issue is, is that most people's nets aren't very big. I.e., their budgets aren't very big. Yeah. So what they're actually doing is is stringing a little piece of string over a big area, and
0: it doesn't really have much impact. Yeah, and there's no so, way you can make uh, decisions based off that data. You, it, no, it's probably not so much down to that. It's
1: just that you know, particularly say with social ads, for example, you know, that particular potential customer probably needs to see your ad on a, re- a repetitive sort of basis before they make a, a, de- yeah. a, de- a decision. And so your, you know, your, your budget, if you spread it too thinly, the likelihood of them seeing that is probably not so much
0: as if, sure. you, restrict, if you restrict it. How many, how many touch points do you believe? Seven to 12 or? Well, the, there's
1: different, lots of um, research say different, different things. Um, you know the, the, the golden rule of thumb back in the day was sort of 7 to 12 as, as you mentioned and there's lots of data now showing it's like 30 plus
0: yeah thirty. Um,
1: but again it depends on the buying behavior of the potential customer so mm. if you're doing something like and pretending them with a whole brand new brand or a brand new ad brand new product and a Facebook ad for example it's gonna be much more than someone searching for something in Google because if they're searching for it, they right now right
0: here, exactly want, want something because they have to understand what the product is yeah. and how what does that do, and oh, I haven't got time right now because I'm going to catch a bus yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, let's <clears throat> let's do a little um, rapid fire. Google AdWords or YouTube pre-roll, what's winning? Again, it's all down to
1: that particular business, product, service, target demographic that you're trying to market towards. Um, so but to answer that, that sure. question in a generic way. So
0: would that be the same answer you'd give with hey, Facebook or Instagram? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, so it's targeted. It's targeted. Details. It's, it's,
1: it's, it's who it is that you're targeting, what you're presenting, what your strategy is, and how you're getting people, your potential customers, through the, the marketing and sales process. Okay.
0: Yeah. So if, if someone wanted to reach out to you and ask you a few more questions, what's what's sure. the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, to jump on our website, unleashingpotential.co.nz. Okay. All of our contact points are on there fantastic yeah. unleashingpotential.co.nz yeah. uh, Yusuke thanks so much for being on Authority Podcast thank you for having me I from the mud, on my I hope you got some value from our conversation if you haven't already secure your free business profile listing on authority.co.nz oh, I've been running from the law